Good afternoon and welcome to another episode of Effort. I'm doing a podcast. The podcast for geek culture, wrestling news, a few, a lot of politics, and some mental relief in getting through a pandemic because the pandemic is still ongoing. I'm Curtis, uh, aka Wakandan's variant MCU grief counselor because I love the MCU and uh, Scarlet's gonna get her 50 million. This episode is not about the present time, it's more about the past as I jump back a few dials and we'll talk about uh, 80s films. 80s horror to be exact because I'm a horror fan through and through and I love talking about horror films. I can't get enough talking about horror films. I could talk about wrestling, you know, occasionally. But, and I talk about politics, but I try to save that for Twitter occasionally as well. But this podcast, I have dedicated to getting through a pandemic, mental relief, and just in general talking about horror films because we got a pandemic going on so a lot of you may not have a lot of may a lot of you may have a lot of time on your hands so i may pop up a couple of horror films that might give you some suggestions for stuff to watch um i love 80s horror films and this is gonna be a hot take that i've also posted on twitter i truly believe that friday the 13th jason lives um inspired and gave the door for Scream to happen. It's it it created that opening so Scream can slay. So diehard Scream fans give some respect to Jason Lives because it deserves it rightfully so. I'm going to talk a little bit speaking of Jason Lives or slashers. I'm going to talk a little bit about uh Another self-aware horror film that not a lot of people know about that happened uh, around, I think, the early 2000s, uh, or give or take. There's a slasher film that uh, I am I was trying to find earlier that I, I can't remember the name of the title, but I swear it happened. It was a film that came out before The Final Girls. Uh, it was a film that uh, was very self-aware. Uh, it, it had its cast of characters were stuck in the film and couldn't get out. And I I can't find it. I even tried to Google it, and, it, and instead, Final Girls popped up instead. Um, I don't name, know the name of the title, but if you do, hit me up. Um, but it was such an odd film. It came out, I want to say, in the uh, early 2000s, or maybe, no, later than that, I think. Yeah, I want to say it came out early 2000s, maybe late 90s, and I remember watching it, and not that it was a forgettable film, but it was your standard slasher, and in this film, the highlight of it was a group of people were camping, were on a trip, typical group of people traveling and to go to some concert or whatever and long story short they ended up in a film they ended up taking a detour 
and finding themselves around surrounded around a camp and they're there and then all of a sudden people die and then all of a sudden miraculously the people are alive again I was like what the fuck how are you still alive you were killed and American Horror Story owes a lot to this film it owes a lot to Final Girls but there's a moment in it where the at the toward the middle of it the main characters find out that hey uh, we gotta find we gotta get out of this and at the end of the film uh, as these main characters are trying to get out three people that were stuck in the film have already figured this out that hey you're here we don't have to be because you replaced us and they end up uh, killing them of course they're not going to die because they're stuck in the film and then they end up jumping into the car and taking off and I can't remember the name of that film but wow uh, not because it was a forgettable movie, but it just was vanished. It's like some studio realized the plot points of this film and said, oh shit, we got to change something up. Uh, let's erase this film from YouTube. Let's erase this film from Tubi. Let's erase this film in general and do our own fucking thing. And so here we are. It was an odd film, odd film. But the 80s produced a lot of great films. There's a lot of old school throwbacks that you see now that popped up in the early 2000s, the late 2000s that have popped up. Uh, some are great, some are dog shit. But uh, overall, the 80s films, good or bad, were always great to watch. I mean, for every fog in the horror genre, there was a uh, student bodies. And for every student bodies, there was a hard ticket to Hawaii. The 80s, the 80s, they got to experiment and, and be real creative with their stuff now. They weren't worried about or freaking out about what this studio had said or what the public is going to think if they put this movie out. You know, you never, you never saw the director of Hard Ticket to Hawaii going, hmm... I need a women's focus group to look at this movie first. Or you'll never get an animated movie. An animated movie like Heavy Metal would never be made now. Or Rock and Roll. Because you'd have way too many studios going, we can't make toys off of some big-titted warrior woman flying some winged dragon. That won't make money. Or we can't make money off of a movie about uh, that's Rock and Roll heavy about a planet that is worshipped by a Lou Reed type of character. That's not gonna sell. That's not gonna... You can't put those toys in Walmart. But, uh, rock and roll happened. Uh, rock and roll, I would love to see Disney attempt a rock and roll type of movie because... I'm pretty sure the IP is gone and they could do it if they want to make a true rock and roll movie. Don't make it so much like Trolls, but make it more like a, the goofy, it had goofy looking characters in it. That, I mean, the goofy movie looking characters in it, because I swear they were all dogs. 
uh, dog humans or whatever you want to call it. And Rock and Roll was awesome. I, I love the fucking movie. You know, Lou Reed. I wasn't real heavy in rock as a kid back then, but man, I will never forget Lou Reed's My Name is Mock. Thanks a lot. I mean, that shit, that shit, bounce, that shit bumps every fucking time. The cool thing about the, the 80s films is because, and I know slowly but surely we're going to see a huge wave of 90s films because people are going to get nostalgic for the 90s and the 80s are going to be non-existent for a while. But I, uh, you can't ignore the 80s films. You can't ignore the 80s genre in terms of horror films or in terms of what they're doing because the 80s had some great shit. I mean... Give or take what you will, the 80s weren't trying to uh, kiss the ass of the popular opinion. They weren't trying to uh, be too PC. And I know when people go, oh man, there's more pe- the people getting offended about everything. But here's the thing. That whole people getting offended by everything was, was gentrified by conservatives. Just my opinion on it and, and made into a dirty word. So, fuck you. We're taking it back. It's ours now. It's not yours. You can't fucking fuck with it anymore. So anyway, 80s films were just balls to the wall. Whether you're a Karate Kid, Karate Kid, if Karate Kid was made today and it was attempted a few years ago and they tried to soften it up, I'm sorry, but Karate Kid is another classic that is making its comeback, you know, because of the seasons. I mean, they're on season three of Cobra Kai, for Christ's sake. Uh, another series about a villain who's made, who's, who got to see a different perspective of, kind of like Loki, where you got to see a series about a villain and you got to get a different perspective of. Hopefully, Loki will get its three seasons, just like Cobra Kai did, or fourth season now, like Cobra Kai Kid, Cobra Kai did, because it's awesome. Growing up, uh, as a, as a little wee lad, you know, and everything, over 40 years ago, I, uh, my TV viewing was different from the TV viewing of my daughters. I would not allow my daughter to grow up watching the TVs, the shit that I grew up on watching, because not, oh, boys are different. No, uh, I would not want her to grow up raised on monster movies and horror movies and not saying that's a bad thing but kids are different now and they're they're made different now we have a pandemic that's popped up that's really fucked kids up now so 80s kids or i'm a 70s kid but i'm an 80s preteen teen uh it was a different time there was a lot of great movies i uh, we don't have these anymore now but the blockbuster the video shops the rental places that was our home. That was our mecca. Because you would go to the video store with mom and dad, and you had at best a good 15 minutes before mom came in saying, Okay, now get this shit over with and embarrass you in front of everybody. So you knew it was time to get your ass moving. We would go to the video store sometimes on a Thursday to beat the rush, or sometimes on a Friday. And if you got there in the, in the if you got there at seven, you're fucked. You might as well forget about getting any fucking thing. You might as well settle for whatever's there. And a lot of times we did. And sometimes those those settle for whatever's there were movies that you found that that everybody ignored, or 
you happen to catch that one lone son of a bitch who comes to your uh, who comes to your fucking uh, comes in the video store with all their new releases that they had that they had since Tuesday, and they kind of slip in, and you and you know that they got new releases because they got that look like I drop this down, everybody's gonna be grabbing it, and sure enough, you know you drop it down, and if you happen to catch him first when it came down, you grabbed you grabbed up your videos and said, okay, here we go, I got these. And it would be some new release that you've been wanting to see. And everybody else is missing out, you know, on that. They were trying to stay around because they knew there would be some one son of a bitch that would come in and do it. That was our that was our world. Another thing that was also a part of our world growing up in the 80s as a kid. Uh, I'm going to go away a little bit from movies. I'm going to talk about pizza. Uh, I lived in Ardmore, Oklahoma for majority of my life. All the way till high school and I can tell you that we didn't have a whole lot of shit there we didn't have a movie theater that was a big well-known movie theater there's the megaplexes didn't come until I was long gone and one day visiting my uh visiting my parents with my now fiance now my now wife uh I was like holy shit they got a starbucks holy shit they got a they got a mega theater. Holy shit! You know, all of a sudden, my little town was rate was rising up. I spent all through my high school years going, God damn, we can't have anything. We were lucky to get Boys in the Hood in our little Ardmore town. The, the cops patrolled on a regular because they thought we were gonna be the ones wanting to fight somebody because you know, systematically, black folks are get watch a movie that's black and they want to fight. I don't know what to tell you on that one. We don't, by the way, spoiler. But those were great times. Um, we had a Mazio pizza. We had a uh, we had a Pizza Hut and a Pizza Inn. Pizza Inn sucks. No one ever went to it, I don't think, because I I never went to a Pizza Inn in my entire life. I, unless I was really fucking hard up for a pizza and we couldn't we, and, and everything else was too full and packed or everything else you couldn't get an order delivered you couldn't get anything fucking delivered then maybe we got pizza in I remember one day uh, I think somebody got pizzas I, I don't know if it was my house or a party or somebody's house and I saw the pizza inbox I was like god damn pizza in uh, okay and it was alright you know, and everything, it's a party, it was alright, you know, and everything, so, oh well, but, I remember Pizza Hut, Pizza Hut, Pizza, going to the Pizza Hut was like going to Gringo's or, or, uh, Texas Roadhouse for a, ch- for a child, because they had the tabletop video games of Galaga and Pac-Man, and you go in, you sit at this little booth, and it was me, my mom, and dad, and my little brother, and, they would hand they would bring your pizza out and they'd have a it would be in a stove. It would be one of them stove uh, stove uh, fucking what I'm trying to say. Stove uh, skillets. It'd be in those stove skillets, you know. Uh, you get your own little personal pizza, you know. The personal pan pizza was the shit. Because they bring that shit out in like a stove skillet and it'd be piping hot and it, and you, it was up to you to, you know, scoop it out and put it on your plate, you know, they scooped out the first piece, and then, you know, it was like, fuck on, you, you were, you were on your own with this, 
you on your own with a steaming pizza, you know, that could slip and fall on you, and, and you take that pizza slice out, and cheese is just gooing off of it, and it was, oh my god, next, if it, not including deep dish pizza, Pizza Hut personal pan pizza stove, top, or stove, uh, a metal uh, metal skillet is probably the best fucking pizza you'll ever have in your entire life. I swear on it. Oh my god. If I could go back in time and not become a variant. If I go back in time and have that experience of that slice of pizza and that medium-sized Dr. Pepper. That's heaven. That is fucking heaven. I, you can't tell me it's not. But the 80s were a magical time. You, uh, the 80s were a magical time on that level. Uh, not so much a magical time, and I'm going to put it out there. Uh, middle school. I don't have a lot of fond memories of 6th and 7th and 8th grade. And I know I'm going on a tangent. I was going to be talking about 80s movies. And believe me, there's a couple of bros that are going to get traveled. We'll, uh, we'll get back to 80s. Just hold on a second. And there's a moment. Uh, that, that timeline was a mixture of confusion about who we are. We're, we're, we're not adult. We're not young adults, but we're not little kids. So... He-Man and G.I. Joe were way in the back, and it was all about girls. I remember in sixth grade, there, and I'm getting ready to tell them some stuff here. There was this, I remember sixth grade, the hottest teacher, and uh, hottest teacher, the hottest librarian in all of America in, in the 80s for me was Mrs. Bean. Mrs. Bean was this, I totally forgot her real name, her full name, but she was amazing. She was so nice and kind, and I never had crushes on older, on older women like that at all at that age. I mean, we have our crushes on, we have our celebrity crushes, but Mrs. Bean was like my real life actual their reality crush I mean I, I I was in love with her I, I I would go into the library we'd have to go into the library for library time and she'd be just bopping around and, and this is back this is back before I discovered uh, self-love if you know what I mean like yeah I wasn't I, I was a weird kid I didn't masturbate for a long fucking time y'all and and the story be the story about that self-discovery is pretty hilarious, but that's another story. <laughs> that's another story for late night. I might be a patron or something like that. I don't fucking know. But anyway, I had the hugest crush on her. I thought she was hot. She made you feel tingly inside, you know. And I was the only one who thought that, you know, and everything, because every she was very she was very attractive. And I remember. Uh, a kid, one, a kid, I don't know whose kid, I want to say Michael Hope, uh, or another kid that knew Michael Hope, he was a football player, and he said some shit like, uh, 
man, Mrs. Bean did Playboy. And everybody said, you motherfucking lie. She did not fucking do Playboy. Yeah, it was a blah, blah, blah edition. And my dad, he bought Playboys. So my black ass, the next day, that, that, as soon as I got out of fucking school, I'm like, I'm like sneaking into the parents' bedroom and I know where my dad's Playboys are at. Shit, I mean, I remember seeing my first Playboy at like six or seven going, ugh, these naked women. And then a few years later, I'm like, okay, where's that, where's that, where's that baseball edition that I saw? Let me hunt that down. But anyway, I, I couldn't find it. And then one kid said, everybody's coming over to my house. I got the Mrs. Bean Playboy. And so everybody's like, and a bunch of kids are like, you going over there? I don't know. I'm going over there. That's kind of far to walk. Yeah, that's kind of far to walk. I, I, I think they got it. I think there's a dog running around loose. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I don't know. I got, that means I got to walk. And I had, I was seriously contemplating walking to this kid's house to see Mrs. Bean in a Playboy book. But I had a long walk if I didn't take the bus. And I had a bunch of other dangers, more dangers that I even didn't even fucking realize. Cause I remember one time I decided to walk home from school because I'm going to be cool because I hear all the kids do it. You know, I see all the kids walking along the long bridge. I'm like, okay, I can do that. That's simple, you know? So I did it one time. One time. Never did it again. I was freaking scared for, for my entire life. I didn't, I didn't know. My dad had to come pick me up uh, when I was in like a block away. And this is, this is a long, long short story. That's, that's what you do when you're a kid. When you're a kid. I please God, don't let my daughter do that. Oh, my God. But anyway, that, that's how things was. And I just had the hugest crush on Mrs. Bean. I don't know what happened to her, but she was she was an amazing woman. Uh, Mrs. Bean, you deserve all the flowers because you were amazing. You you got you got some guys through some, through some tough times, but she was hot. She wore this leather. Oh my God, she wore that. I, I I know it's talking about eighties movies, and all of a sudden I started talking about this. She wore this black leather skirt. Oh my God, I remember being in middle school. And we were like in, I don't know, England, Mr. Mr. Uh, we were in a math class. And her fine ass comes walking in in that black leather skirt. And every one of us was like, I think, I think Shay Russell, a couple other people, we were like, oh shit. And we're all like, stop. We just stopped every, we stopped doing whatever the fuck we had to do. We were all watching Mrs. Bean walk. And she come in, she just bopping along. And she handed papers out, and then she go bopping out. I'm like, oh, god damn! And we we had to like, I forgot. I I, I was like, god damn. Uh, uh, fuck any crush I had back then. You know, this is this is this is the real shit right here. You know, that's a woman. But that that's how that's how shit was. That was the '80s for you. But anyway, uh, back to the movies. I know we're talking about pizza. And then we're talking about Mrs. Bean, the black skirt, and. Playboy, and now we're back to 80s films, and the video store, and the video store had some amazing, some amazing gems here and there, because it was always fun to check it out, uh, I, I discovered lots of horror films, there were a lot of horror stuff I, that I remember watching, I, I remember watching, I remember picking up a little film called Demon Wind, which is a really cheesy horror film, but I thought it was cool or interesting before I watched it because the video 
the box video was uh, this holographic image of this monster coming out of the window, coming out of a, coming into the window, and it looked scary, it looked weird. But those are kind of movies. I remember Sleepaway Camp, the box VHS for Sleepaway Camp, and it was basically like a camp letter. And then it talked about someone's killing us and stuff like that. And had a huge knife and bloody knife. And Sleepaway Camp is a film that you have to see. Uh, the plot is very basic. It's a slasher film. But the ending to this film is probably one of the wildest reactions I've ever had to watching a film. Ever. Sleepaway Camp was wild. But that was the 80s films. 80s films were just... They were amazing. I had some. I had so much fun enjoying the '80s films, and the '80s films were a part of my life. I remember my Friday nights as a kid, before I discovered girls and shit. Before I was on the drag on Saturday nights through high school, up and down. My Friday nights and Saturday nights was spent hanging out with my cousins, playing Star Wars toys. And watching videos, uh, horror movies would come on. My, 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 our, our cousins would get together on Friday and Saturday nights, and we would have pizza and cheese dip. My, I ate my load and bowlful of cheese dip. Oh my god! My grandmother and my mom can make some amazing cheese dip, and it was, it was. It was don't they had rotel in there and they had mushrooms in there they had the jalapenos in there some great some oh my god that cheese dip I still think about and dream about that cheese dip I will always think about and dream about that cheese dip because it was fucking amazing um, but they would watch we they would watch horror films too so we would do our little thing and then a few hours later uh, they'd be like oh we're gonna watch a we're gonna watch this film. So all the kids would come in, and we would get our little pallets out, you know, our little pallets out, because half the kids fell asleep before the movie's even over. But horror fans like myself, we were wide awake, and we watch a horror film, whether it's a, a slasher or a sci-fi film. But we watch this film, you know, and everything. Some kids would fall asleep, and some kids that still stayed up, you know, parents tell you, well, you gotta go to bed, you gotta go sleep, and so we fall asleep, and we'd get woken up by. Uh, our, our uncles and my dad coming home and because they all went out playing dominoes or whatever uh, and I would hear I'd be still asleep on my grandmother's on my grandmother's floor and I'd hear cousins getting woken up you know time to go you gotta go come on come on and they'd be wiping their eyes and some of them not wanting to go they wanted to hang and stay and stuff like that no you gotta go and and that that was that was our that was our weekends. Weekends were amazing. Four video games, four video games came anyway. And that was that was our life. That was our livelihood. And the eighties were an amazing time. It was so fucking good. I had so much fun. I, I can't even stress. I had so much fun. But uh to end on it, because I remember starting this thing talking about ooh, we're gonna talk about eighties films. Uh, I will talk about one 80s film that is without a doubt uh, one of my one of my 80s favorites uh, and I'm 
debating here because there's an 80s horror film I could probably talk about or there's an 80s comedy I could talk about and that might be a little iffy here or there on your idea of what's entertaining and my idea of what's entertaining I, I'm i gonna say uh, for an 80s film because I remember talking about obscure 80s films I remember watching uh, I can't remember now I'm gonna talk about John Carpenter's The Fog real quick like a little quick review basically John Carpenter's The Fog is hands down a monster classic uh, it is made in such a classic because of Adrian Barbeau because her character and that voice is sexy as fuck and it had how Holbrook was in this movie the legendary iconic Tom Atkins is in this movie and Jamie Lee Curtis is in this movie fresh off of Halloween and she's fine as hell uh, in this film and it's it's about a east east uh, it's about an east bay type of uh, town on the east coast that uh, gets haunted because the town uh, is being haunted by pirates zombie pirates that come back every couple of hundred years and they want a soul they're looking for something and in this film they find that something that they're looking for uh, there were a bunch of lepers. They got fucked over by the town, and were left to die. I think they were they were they were a handful of pirates, and they were trying to way, and they were trying to. Uh, I guess they were trying. They had their goal, and typical of church or a government, they fucked over the, the poor people, and they took the goal and made it into a big huge cross. But they couldn't parade the cross around. Because they stole it, and they didn't want anyone to know that this church stole from people and, and slaughtered them, so they had to hide it. Long story short, the pirates came back from the dead and started slaughtering up everybody. And this film is such a mood. Uh, I like play, I like having it in the background, listening to it every once in a while. Uh, there's a it's got some great visuals and some great cinematography. There is a beautiful scene that takes place uh, that take that takes place during the daytime, and it's a shot of the lighthouse where uh, Adrian Barbeau's character is works at, and it's this long shot, and that shot is I'll put up I'll, it's award worthy. It is so fucking amazing. It's such a beautiful shot. And they've got some great visual effects that they do, involving the fog rolling into town. And some of that, you know, was special effect heavy. You know, it doesn't always hold up well. But there's some great, real, there's some amazing moments in this thing. And long story short, they, they, it all ends at the church. And Hal Holbrook realizes what they want. So he says, enough hiding, enough about our bullshit. I gotta find, I gotta, I gotta give it back to them. So he digs out this, uh, uh, cross because he found the cross after an earthquake and he digs out the cross and he takes in the cross, cross is gold and the pirates are in the church and he, he this is this beautiful visual of him handing the cross to the main pirate and the pirate's eyes glow it's glowing already and the cross glows and it's and there's he's how Hobuck's body is shaking as he holds on to the cross 
and then they vanish. Everybody leaves. The fog's gone, everything. He saved the day. And at the end of it, everybody's, you know, who survived is like, oh man, you know, blah, blah, that happened. Holy shit, you know, yada, yada, church lied. Oh, wow. And there really wasn't a whole lot of reaction from people. I'd be like, mad as fuck. This town did this. There was, there was like, oh, okay, it's all good. It's all good. Everything's fine. And they all get, they all leave. How Holbrook is kicking back after reading the, the diary of one of the pirates and, and, he goes back into the church, you know, to go get something. And he walks in and he sees all the pirates. You know, he gave them the cross, right? And then there's a visual of him turning. And as he turning, the pirate is behind him. The head pirate is behind him. And he's, his sword is moving right at his neck. Cutting his head off. But we don't get to see it. That It, just, it goes to black. And that was a fucking amazing visual but the 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 fog if you get the chance to see it and i kind of spoiled it for you but i will tell you right now uh it is truly an amazing film that you have to see uh hands down i love it it's awesome it's 80s it's 80s horror film so uh this has been this episode of effort i'm doing a podcast we kind of deviated a bunch on some personal shit, but, uh, that's how my podcast is, I talk to you like, I'm just talking to you right here, I'm not trying to be all official about it and everything, um, this, we ain't, we ain't that, we ain't that podcast, so, uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode, if you happen to check it out, uh, thank you, uh, please do tell your friends to check it out, hope you can deal with my annoying voice, but, uh, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you're having a great Sunday. And this has been episode 11 of Everything I'm Doing a Podcast. I am Curtis, and we will talk again shortly.